Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Changing the Lost Vanity. Vanity is a first edition Chronicles of Darkness game set in southern Florida during the year 1993. Father Katrina, played by Tillman, Raymond, played by Chris, Isabel, played by Andrew, Frank, played by Slavic, and Adam as the storyteller as they uncover the mysteries of the true fae and forge new paths for themselves in a world of beauty and madness. Follow us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM for channel updates, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Alright, so I want to pick back up with Isabel. Isabel, you are... You're sitting in the living room of your house. You have a blanket wrapped around you. Uh, you just got done dealing with the police after having called them about a break-in. The officer who did the did the paperwork and stuff, the, the curly-haired younger officer, has just left after giving like another kind of sweep through the house and doing paperwork. There was another patrol car that came up and they did some more paperwork. And you basically just had like a bunch of cops kind of just like walking around in your house for a little bit. And they finished up the business that they're doing there, and they say it's going to be okay. Like we're going to keep somebody outside, and you know, have a nice night. And so they've like they've left. The lights in your kitchen and living room are are still on. It's like all the lights are on right now, and it's about two thirty in the morning. You can still see this this patrol car like outside if you like peek through the window or anything. And you just see there's just like a, a regular cop, different from the guys that were in your house and stuff. Just a regular cop, looks to be 45 to, to 50. He has hair on the sides and, and is balding on top. And he's kind of just like reading in his car and, and sipping a coffee. And your house is, is pretty much silent at the moment. The commotion has kind of died down. And you're just sort of left sitting there with your thoughts. So Isabel is very much, like, restless, you know? Uh, She feels kind of on edge and threatened, but there's nothing threatening her now, you know? So it's just kind of like this, this tension that she has, so she's not really able to, like, get relaxed or anything so she'll be she'll be maybe she'll be sitting on the couch and she'll like turn on the tv and and then she'll like pace a bit and and just sit back down and like you know just kind of like not really keeping any sort of um calmness to her because she can't she can't hold on to anything like that she just feels so uh vulnerable and i can see her doing this until like either she gives into exhaustion or uh until like daylight comes and she just calls into work you know oh yeah you're feeling very very uh, frantic at the moment and very violated by having somebody enter your house, you know, and it's this, there's no, you don't really like know, like what the fuck is, is really going on right now. The police don't really seem to be able to help in any real way other than kind of like offer to offer to be there. You know what I mean? And so you're sitting down on the couch for a while and like, you're starting to relax a little bit, you know, it's starting to, I mean, the, it's not that you're relaxed. It's it's kind of like you said. You're starting to give in to ex- exhaustion. It's wearing on you so much that like you're starting to just get sleepy anyways. And you're sitting on the couch and you feel your eyes getting like very heavy. And it's still just completely silent. You don't hear any sounds from outside. You hear like some crickets chirping, but you know you maybe like the TV playing at a low volume in the background. And you, you get up to maybe like start to walk towards the, the bedroom, 
and you see like a movement in the corner of your eye and you think it could be like a mouse or something. It's like very small. Yeah, it, it would be like a head snap. You know, yeah. Flip around like what was that? It's really small. Like you see like just like something kind of like shoot past you and you you're just like it it shocks you but your initial reaction is just like oh that was just like a mouse or something. Like it's not it's not like something fucked up. Well, I mean, I don't have maybe. mice in my house. Maybe. So, yeah, okay. You know, <laughs> so you're it, starting to like, think about clean. it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm clean and there's no like I don't have mice. That's not no. No, 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 no. So she goes back to the living room. She's like feeling nervous and just she had gotten dressed before, right? Like at least somewhat dressed, like before like police showed up. Yeah, you made yourself decent for for the police. I mean, it's not like you're done up right now, but you're you have clothing on. Like, yeah, you, you put like. Some okay, so she'll on. she'll kind of go back to the living room and like peek through the window, making and sure the officer is still out there. You pull the blinds open and you see the officer in the car still. The car's running, and you see like the headlights are on and stuff like that. And he sees he looks over and he sees the uh, the shades part, and he just kind of like gives you a. Uh, a little wave and goes back to his his book and his coffee. Okay, that'll that'll reassure her a bit, but she'll kind of sit like on a couch that faces like where I imagine that in her living room she has has like a like a like a love seat or a couch, like a really comfortable place to sit that is up against where the back is up against the wall on the same wall that sh- uh, with the the entry door, the front door, and then that would face into the house so that she can kind of like have her back to where she feels safe and can view, you know, the inside of her house where she's like, something's here, you know, it might still be here, might be lingering. So she's just like, almost like her breath is held, just watching, looking around, paranoid. And you're leaning back and it's it's silent again, but you're still very on edge, of course. And just when you like consider letting your guard down, not saying that you actually are letting your guard down or anything, you hear like another just like bump coming from like the back of the of the house, like towards your bedroom. And it, it just it just just riles you up again. And you're just like, OK, so that's I'll actual. Stand up, go that's to actual. the door. Yeah. Go to the door and just open the front door. And you open the front door and uh, it takes the cop a second to notice. But he. You know, he sees the door open and he just immediately just opens his car door and he steps outside of the car and he has his hand on his waist like right away. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I think I think I heard something in the house. Can you look? step outside? She'll take a few steps out on, onto the porch. Can, like, can you just go in and check? His completely like procedural tone is just like, just come right towards me, ma'am. I want you to stand right by the car. He'll keep his hand at his hip and he's like motioning for you to come forward. And he's actually going to open the back seat of the car and just like. Do you want to do you want to sit down in here? Yeah, yeah. I check she'll it out? do that. She'll okay, do I think that. that'd be safe. She, she won't say anything, but she'll do it. And you see, he's um he's like going for his walkie-talkie, and he stops, and he's like thinking for a second about like the page, and he's like, "I'm gonna need a uh, another patrol down here at address. Might have a another sign of a break in here. Just uh, send it on another car, please. I'll uh, keep you updated." And he just like you hear that like muffled radio voice kind of coming through the receiver. To, to just kind of confirm his message. And he just like starts to walk towards the house and he very carefully like opens the door and peeks inside and you hear him call out, hello, is there anybody in the house? This is the police. I'm coming into the house. If there's anybody in the house, come forward with your hands up now. And he waits for a second. And then you see him disappear into the house and you're just like you're you're shaking at this point. You you just feel this adrenaline inside of you and you're just like, "Oh my god. 
you know, and it's like, it's, you, you feel like you might be losing your mind and you, but you're just like, this is like, this is crazy, but you know, you, you know, you heard it. This is actual. This isn't no question. You, you heard the bump and what, what could that have been? I saw something. So, and you saw something. And so you're just waiting in this car anxiously. Um, every now and then you're hearing like the radio signals and it's kind of just like gibberish to you. You're not really sure like what to make of it. I'll, I'll let you say, how do you, how do you feel in this cop car right now? Just away from whatever is going on in the house a little bit better not not by much it's one of those things where she suspects that it's something he can't do anything about but having someone else there someone with authority someone who you know is armed and is able to deal with dangerous situations makes her feel better regardless because she can't come out right outright and say hey you know there might be some kind of magical creature in there who knows but she still feels better that there's someone here and that maybe, maybe there's that slight chance that she's just imagining things. Five minutes go by and you see your front door open again and the officer's coming out slowly and he's shaking his head a little bit and he kind of looks to you in the back seat and he gives like a, a smile, but that's kind of like a half smile. And he just opens the door and he's like leaning in with his arms over the uh, the open ajar door in the roof of the car. And he's kind of just like leaning in, talking to you very close. And he's like, okay, so I just went through the house again. I didn't see anything in there. Um, listen, I understand this is a very scary situation to be in. And a lot of times when people have a scary situation like this, it makes them a little bit jumpy. You know, you you think you maybe see things or, or hear things. And, you know, look, I, I'm going to be here all night. I really think it's best you just go to bed. I, I looked inside. There's nobody in there. There's no way anybody could be in there. And I understand you're upset. I understand you're scared. But, look, there's, there's nothing more I can do. And you just see after he says that to you, he, he goes to press his, um, his receiver again. And he's just like, this is Officer Buckley. I just want to cancel my request for backup at X address. And uh, and he just signs off. And then you just hear like that confirmation response, muffled radio voice kind of coming through the walkie-talkie. She'll say, I know what I heard. There's something in there. and Or at least somebody maybe trying to get in. I don't know. I'll stay in the living room, but I'm not going to bed. And if I come, come out again, don't talk to me like that. And you see, and he, he like chuckles at you and he's like, all right. And he's laughing at you. You get the you get the feeling he he definitely just thinks you're crazy. And he's you know he's no longer viewing you as like he's he's looking at you like a crazy person. This is the way that you this is what you're picking up from him right now. That's uh it's kind of infuriating to her. She definitely feels uh very neglected and frustrated by that. And so he he just says, "Do you want to hang out in the car for another few minutes?" Uh, I don't know. Look, I'm trying my best to help you here, but there's nobody in the house, so... She'll just kind of scowl at him and then go back inside. She doesn't really, like... Like, she doesn't want to... She has this really, um, really conflicting feeling because she wants him there, but she's also really upset that he's not taking her seriously. And if she acts out, she feels like he might just, like, oh, no, it's no big deal, we'll just go, you know, that kind of thing. And she doesn't want that. So she has this really, like, just this dichotomy of emotions inside of her. So she's not going to say anything to him because I feel like Isabel would probably just snap if she tried to. Because she's 
she's a very angry person and she would she would probably just lose it if she tried to talk to him and he keeps being dismissive and it's like his attitude towards you since coming back from the house to check it out the second time has like totally changed it's very disheartening to have somebody who said they were going to protect you just come out and give you this look that's totally just like a whatever lady look and he's doubting you and it's like you just you're starting to feel that like this guy can't help you he's just a doubter like he would he would just be totally blind to your hurt to whatever could happen to you in there he's just a doubter he's just and yeah so but like in in frustration almost you kind of like i would imagine like you're kind of like fed up with him and he just like doesn't want to deal with you anymore well unless there's something further she's not going to try and like do anything to stop him from just sitting outside like if something happens she'll come out and he's gonna have to check but it's one of those things where like she she feels like if she says something she might make it worse for herself so she's internalizing it all right now look why don't you just go back inside just just try to close your eyes try to get some sleep no sleep will make you jumpy it it happen to anybody yeah she's just gonna like that cold kind of expression and just go inside and not not say anything. So you're inside and you, you sit in the back down. Are, are, do you go to the same spot that you were at? Yeah, yeah, right by the that like love seat by the door. That's or not like right next to it, but you know, close enough by the lamp is on. Maybe the other lights are off. You know, maybe turn off the hall light and all that. But like just right there, maybe she has like a little throw blanket that she would keep over it that she'll wrap around herself and just kind of sit there on the couch. And you're sitting on the couch, and it's it's quiet again, and you don't hear any any kind of sounds or any kinds of commotion. the The minutes start to pass, and five minutes, ten minutes, it starts to pass. Your eyes start to get a little bit heavy, and you start to realize that you're closing them. But like you know, you, and then you like think about it, and you open them up. You start to realize that you're closing them, and you think about it, and you open them up. Are you gonna try to like resist dozing off, or are you gonna get try to? Uh, are you just gonna give into it? I think she might for a little while. Okay. I don't know how long, but at least at first she will. She'll try to resist at first. And then she would, like, because that'll weigh down. She's she's also a little bit drunk still. Still, yeah. Her, so. yeah. so 30 minutes of, of you just, like, kind of dozing off, waking up, and you start to lose track of, like, whether or not, like, you've, like, were my eyes closed or was I falling asleep? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to wake up. Your eyes closed for one second. And you just feel the, the couch just shaking back and forth, back and forth. It just is, is rocking. And you just, your eyes open. And you're, you, know, you know what I mean? You're just shocked back. And the couch is just rocking back and forth. And you hear this maniacal screaming laughter, just this wretched cackle in your ear. And you don't know where it's coming from. But this couch is just shaking back and forth, back and forth. And you see the, you see the, the small black flash just like run by you again and then you see it run by again the other way and the the couch is just shaking 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 and you're just sitting on it right now just being rocked back and forth just like she's also screaming in terror okay yeah and you're screaming in terror it seems like this is just going on for like a minute and the the cackling is just in your ear it's just in your face in your ear and there's nothing in front of you but you just hear it so loud just the screaming just ha 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 it's just horrifying. It's just terrible. It's just you can't put any distance between that and yourself for the moment to to just to just move. And it's just just the loudness and the warmth of just this breath just screaming in your in your face. 
and and you're you're screaming bloody murder and this couch is just shaking back and forth just so violently and your front door just busts open and the officer's there again and you're just in this complete tantrum of just rocking back and forth and he's just like what stop stop calm down calm down what the hell are you doing calm down you're moving violently but the rocking isn't really happening on its own anymore it's like he just sees you rocking you know what i mean and he just he just goes right to the walkie-talkie. I need an ambulance down here. Uh, something's going on with this with this lady. We we got to bring her in. She's she's freaking out or something. I don't know what's going on. I think that uh, Isabel would be in hysterics. Yeah, and so like you're still just screaming, and you don't like obviously the the sound of the of the cackling and stuff has stopped. This officer is just like just calm down, all right? Just calm down. And you see behind him is this very small square mirror that you have in your living room. And it's just like a really tiny framed mirror that you put up there just to, just to not have an empty space. You see like behind this guy's head, this mirror is just right behind him. And you see the face of the old hag just peering back at you from this mirror as he's just in front of it telling you to calm down. I, uh, I don't really know how to react to that. That's uh, at once both terrifying and confirmation in her mind. And I don't know, like she she is very much soothed and terrified at the same time. Does that make sense? You know, like where she's like, OK, it is what she's thinking it is. But that also it. scares her. It's it's good. It's conf- it's confirming like you weren't wrong. This isn't your paranoia getting the best of you. This is something that's actually happening. Yeah. But it's also yeah. bad because. This is because it's actually happening. happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So she's she's pretty terrified. So I don't know that I don't know how like maybe she just screams louder, you know? And so you're looking at this just this cold doubting face that's looking at you telling you to calm down and in the background in this mirror that's directly behind it, you see this clearish yellow translucent veiny skin of the hag peeking in from the from the mirror widest smile and her hair her long gray withered hair part of it almost 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 out of the mirror just dripping dripping water into the into this this world from the other side and you just you just see this this disgusting smile of just something terrible this thing that it, that tormented you in your dream, and this thing that this thing that um, is tormenting you right now, causing you all this terror. I think that you know she's going to go outside. She's again like going to be crying and just kind of like get up and like you know just just getting out of the building, out of the house. You know she doesn't want to be in there anymore. And this officer, like he's totally oblivious, and is just like he thinks something's wrong with her, and she's just like no, she's just getting out of the building. And yeah, so you you just like you just dart past the mirror to the to the front door of the house, and you just go through the door. And the officer, you hear him shouting after you, "Where are you going? Stop!" I, I just she just goes out into the lawn and just kind of like out outside. She's looking in or looking at the door. You know, if he comes to the comes outside, there there he comes follows her or whatever. He'll see that she she doesn't like take off running or anything like that. She just goes outside and stops in the lawn and just turns around and is just kind of like. A nervous wreck and just shivering in fear and looking back at the house. And he's just following right after you. And he's, Where the hell are you going, lady? What the fuck are you on? 
he goes back to his walkie-talkie. Listen, I need this ambulance down here now. She's she's on drugs or something. I, I have no I'm idea. Not on drugs, you asshole. Look, what the fuck is going on in here? You called us about a break-in, and now I'm not really sure what your deal is. And she just she just looking back at the house, just shaking, and just not even answering his question. Do you know the seriousness of reporting a false crime, miss? Do you think we don't have anything better to do than to waste time with your hysterics? What's your badge number? Huh. And he just, um, you just see, he like, he, he puts his badge in front of your face, just like very like, like mockingly, you know? Here you go. Why don't you write it down? Give me a pen, dick. He, and he mutters bitch under his breath. Let's see here. I am upset and I feel the desire to kind of try and put him in his place. Right. And she's not like dressed the part of any kind of person of importance, but she still wants to make him feel like she is important in some way. Right. So I want to use mask of superiority. And since I don't have the catch of like being dressed, like somebody's like a celebrity or something like that, I have to pay the glamor cost to make him think that I'm some kind of high ranking person or somebody who, uh, who's like super important and just kowtow to me. Okay, awesome. I just want to make him think that I'm I'm a lot more important and that he needs to be treating me with greater respect. Yeah, that's awesome. Just uh, go ahead and give me the roll. Uh, weird plus intimidation uh, minus resolve. And uh, his resolve is two. Okay, well, I have zero successes. Okay, so what roll. do you say, though? Do you say anything to him as you, like, as you try that? Um, I think it would be like that. Like, do you even know who I am? Like, why are you treating me this way? Like, you don't know who you're talking to. And and she is not convincing at all. And he's just like, no, I'm sorry, miss. I don't know who you are. And even if I did, it wouldn't make a difference, okay? Look, you're – just get some rest. Just relax. You're wasting all everybody's time tonight. You're hysterical. Look, I don't know what happened, but just – you need to go to sleep for tonight, all right? I'm not wasting anyone's time. Look, the There's something in there, here and, it, and, they'll, and they'll something was happening. Out. Look, the ambulance is going to be here soon. They're going to figure out what you're on. It's going to be fine, okay? What you need is just a good night's sleep, and I think the only way you're going to get it is if, is if you come to the hospital. Yeah, well, I'll to make sure to tell your superior that's what you said. Well, do whatever you want, lady. And he's just like, he's just being such an ass right now. Yeah, yeah, she's really pissed off at him. Yeah, this this officer, you're you're like you're on the lawn right now and he's kind of just like talking down to you both literally and figuratively. Okay. Well, look, the ambulance is going to be here any minute. We're I'm going to have to take you for intake. I I can't I can't leave you behind if you're acting this crazy. Chiputa. What's that, miss? Pinche puta. She'll look, say loudly and in his face. Keep it up. You're going to you're going to spend the night in jail. Is that what you want? You can't arrest me. Disturbing the peace. Reporting a false crime. You name it. Don't test me, sweetheart. She's just kind of like talking to, mumbling to herself in Spanish about how fucking stupid he is. And looking back at your house, you just see all the all the lights and stuff on inside. You're, you're just thinking about how the safeness of it has just been totally violated yet again. Yeah. And you start to, for once, you maybe start to think about like Manny. He's a dickhead, but if he was here, he would believe you. Oh, yeah, but at the same time, like, it's one of those things where she definitely feels like this guy, He, while he's being an asshole, he's doing his job. So she's not mad at him that 
he doesn't believe her. She's mad at him that he's an asshole about it. You know, like she gets why he doesn't believe her. It, that's logical. It makes sense. You know, he he doesn't know anything about like things she knows about. So she's not mad at that. She's mad that he's just a dick about it. You know, he could be a nicer person in general. And it just makes her really just she's just holding on to this anger. And that is something she can focus on. And she'll give it be, you know, she'll be a smart mouth with him because of it, because he's just being a dick for no reason. So he's like already, you know, he's already dialed in for this ambulance to come and, and check you out. Like, how are you feeling about like what may be about to happen? Like you may be forced to go to a hospital by these people. It's not this place where this thing is. So she's fine with that. In fact, she would even ask him if he could get her uh, phone out of the house for her because she doesn't want to. Look, uh, when when the ambulance arrives, I will go inside and I will get your phone. I'm not going to leave you out here by yourself because I don't want you to harm yourself or others. Gracias, pendejo. <laughs> he chuckles under his breath. Like so, like she's still like you know very irritated and and is it showing that. And another uh, ten minutes goes by, and you see this this big ambulance van pull up to your house. No, no emergency lights or anything like that. And it's st- uh, the the van stops and the back opens up and you see like two EMTs, a male and a female. Both appear to be like in their thirties. Uh, one, the male is a a, a dark skinned uh, male with a buzz cut. He appears to be like pretty muscular. They're both just wearing the blue like EMT work uniform, you know, where it's just like these blue like slack pants, like work shoes. And just like a very like well ironed like work shirt, and you just see they just like they get out and they're just like immediately just busting into action, like setting up a stretcher, very routine, very procedural. Yeah, she'll be just like I don't need that, and just kind of come over to them and sit down. Ma'am, this is just this is just protocol. Uh, just go along with us for now. We just need to we just need to do intake and, and figure out what you've taken tonight. She'll tell him how many drinks she's had, but that's it. Uh, just drinks anything else are you on any kind of medication anything that would uh interact with alcohol no she rolls her eyes like visibly he's just a puta okay miss uh it's it's just my job to ask um look i'm gonna need you to put your arm out we're gonna we're gonna take a quick blood sample no you do that in the hospital not here i know the law okay all right fair enough we'll do it your way look just uh we're gonna put you on the stretcher just to just have you ride in the back with us. It's it's no big deal. It's just it's just uh, strictly procedure. I want my phone. Bring it. She'll say, uh, uh, like raising her voice to the police officer. Chuck, can you can you get her phone, please? And you see the cop. He just gives you like this dirty look and just kind of like goes inside and, and comes it's back. It's in my out. purse. You know, she'll say it's in my purse on the nightstand or whatever. You know, so wherever it is. You know, she wherever she left it. And he he brings out the the whole bag for you. He just brings out your whole purse, and he just kind of like just puts it on the floor of the ambulance bed, the back part of the ambulance. He just like puts it on the floor, and he's like, "I got it right next to you, okay, miss." Look, you have a good uh, night, all right. Uh, she wants. I want. I want to look and make sure that the phone is in there. And you can you can see your purse is open, and the the phone is like just sitting, not on top, but you can see it in there. Like if you like leaned over and looked inside, because mind you, you're not like you're you're restrained on this on this stretcher once they get you set up. But like you're not like you can you can look and like you're still like you have all your wits about you and stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah, like if yeah. you were to lean over and look, you would see that like your your phone and stuff is in there. He just didn't want to. He's literally just giving the bare minimum of effort that he has to at this point, yeah. And he just doesn't want to go through your stuff. 
I am fine with that. I just I just want to make sure the phone is there so she can make a phone call when she can. That is all. So as long as that has occurred, she is content to let them just take her to the hospital, do whatever they got to do, and get out of this uh, police officer's presence because he has pissed her off beyond all belief, and she is going to be filing a complaint. She memorized that fucking badge number, and she hates this guy. She's going to make his life hell for at least a couple of weeks. Yeah, he's he's a jackass, dude. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, he is. All right, so we don't have to get like crazy in depth about the hospital. We'll say they they bring you in, they do like some standard like procedural tests on you and stuff like that. Basically, you're there for like two or three hours. Um, would they there have be another like, officer that comes because usually they have like someone come in and do like a statement and all that. There would be an, an officer that comes and does a statement, but it wasn't the officer who was outside of your house, which is like I don't yeah. know if that's something you like are that's like normal. interested in. Yeah. So, but yeah, there's like an officer that comes and does a statement or whatever. They talk to you for a little bit, make sure everything's like they just ask you like the list of questions, and you're cleared to go. Yeah, and I and, will make sure that I tell them the, how much of a dick this guy was and that telling them I'm going to be filing a complaint against him. He was very dismissive. He didn't believe me that I was, you know, somebody was there, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like really playing it up, you know, how how much of just a total jerk he was to me and that he was making up all these explanations that made no sense at all. He was he was very rude and just she's just really upset and it's just embellishing. The officer who's there to write the report or the statement or whatever, he gives you some paperwork because you, you obviously like bring it up to him as well. And he gives you some paperwork about like how to go about like filing a, a formal complaint and stuff like that. And, you know, they just kind of like they're going through the motions of just like, if you'd like to file a complaint, like this is blah, blah, blah. Like this is how yeah, you he's just do like, this. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then uh, you get cleared to go. The nurse says, like, I'm going to give you, like, a few minutes to, to gather your stuff, and then um, you're, you're all set to leave. And, like, they kind of just, like, they, they put your clothes back on the kind of mat that has, like, the, the white paper over it where they sit you down and, like, check you out and stuff. And they just, like, put your clothes next to it, and they're just like, okay, like, you can, you can go when you're ready. And then they so kind of just leave you. I imagine this scene of her, like, she's dressed. She's in, like, the lobby. Right. She has her purse. She's wearing pajamas. She probably at best has like slip on house shoes or something, you know, and is just like there's streaks on her face from all the tears because she was fully makeup out, like going out partying, you know, so like there's streaks on her face. She just looks a mess. And she's standing there in the lobby and she'll take out her phone. And she'll like first thing she'll do is she'll call Manny. Okay, Frank and Manny, you guys are you guys are still just kind of like driving around. Manny still has that grin on his face. He's just been driving around just like and when his phone rings, you wake up, Frank. You you've been asleep in the passenger seat for a little while. And you you your eyes open, uh you're still in the passenger seat where where you had, had fallen asleep. Manny's still driving and he's just talking on the phone with who you're not sure yet. Hello? And she is almost immediately in tears upon hearing his voice. You know, just like her eyes well up and she takes a moment to like steal herself. She's like, Manny, they were in my house. What do you mean, Isabel? Where are you? I'm I'm at the hospital now. You're at the I'm hospital? Okay. What I'm, happened? I'm okay. Are you okay? I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. But one got in my house. One one of Jesus. them. It was like an old lady and she was there and she was it was bad, Manny. I called the cops. They thought I was on drugs, so I'm at the hospital. 
They cleared me to go. I need you to come get me. Can you come get me? I'm coming right now. He's like tearing up and crying, you know, and just like, please. And he's just like like, pleading voice. He's like instantly like fatherly with you. It's like I'm really sorry you had to deal with that, sweetheart. I'm I'm coming to get you right now. Okay, just just sit tight. Me me and Frank are coming right now. What what she'll tell him? Yeah, she'll tell him what hospital she's at so he can come find her. She's like, I'm in the lobby right now. Okay, just sit tight. Don't worry. I'm 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 coming right now. Okay, we're coming right now. And she'll spend the rest of her time until they get there, just kind of like waiting around, just moping. And uh, Frank, you see Manny, he pulls a U-turn, and he's just like, we have to go pick up Isabel at the hospital. Um, she had a she had a bad night. She's okay, but I suppose it's best we regroup anyways. Uh, we're going to pick her up right now. And, she's um, okay? She's okay. She's okay. She had a, a run-in with the police. I don't know. I'm not really sure what happened, but they, they sent her to the hospital. But she's been cleared to go, and we're just going to go pick her up right now and, and see what's going on. Okay. Listen, uh, I want to be a little bit careful about um, about bringing up all this all the stuff from tonight. She she seemed uh, very upset. You know, she's a she's a tough girl, but something tonight is really just you, you understand. We'll we'll just just tread lightly, okay? When I tell her oh. it's okay, we'll 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 let her know what happened to Melissa. Okay, Manny. All right, we're just gonna hear her out first. Let's let's uh take it slow. Uh huh. And so you guys uh you guys just start driving. Hello again, folks. I'd like to tell you about the Facebook group we run called White Wolf and Onyx Path RPGs Gameplay and Media. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded? One that won't be drowned out by random posts and discussions, so that your media could give the attention you deserve. The group is specifically run with the sole intent of being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. The group is already immense and continuing to rapidly grow, with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there.